Welcome to the Food, Peace, Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Ag Quality Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize that there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now let's get this party started. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Food Peace Please podcast. Serena and I are here today and we are super excited to talk to you about a topic that I think is probably on your mind and you probably want to know what we potentially think about it. And that is weight. And more specifically, can you want to lose weight while pursuing food freedom? So we're going to dive into this topic a little bit today. But before we do that, uh, we need to talk about what's new. So Serena, what's new? Ooh, well, what's new with me is I I think I was telling you guys a few weeks ago about how um, I was kind of, you know, playing around with my relationship with with running and specifically training and how I was kind of, you know, not training for my upcoming race, uh, the Brooklyn Half Marathon. So, so that actually, you know, happened last this past weekend that just passed, and I'm actually really happy I didn't train super hard for that because it ended up being this like crazy, really hot and humid day that just kind of was like out of the blue here in the Northeast. So, um, so, you know, I kind of knew that going into it, whether I had trained, trained really like intensely or not, it was not going to be like this great day for racing just because of the weather. Um, but but more importantly, during that race, I have like a really powerful aha moment. So, you know, I've been running this race since like 2013. So this was like my, you know, seventh time or eighth time running it because um, there was some cancellations with, with 20 and tw- 2020 and 2021. Um, and, you know, this was my first time ever racing it in a way where I was just kind of like comfortably running along and enjoying the scenery and reading the signs and there was confetti being thrown and people kind of whooping when we went under the over un- the um went under the overpasses and it was this like really special experience because I've run this race so many times like with my face looking at my watch and just kind of really like in like you know runner zone which is which is great I'm not you know, I love it when I'm in the zone in that way. But it was just really special to like enjoy this race, you know, kind of with this different viewpoint. And I was really, this is such a weird thing to be proud of. But when I crossed the finish line, I actually forgot to stop my watch, which is like a huge testament to the fact that I really did not care about my pace. Like I I literally didn't even care like what was my my time when I crossed that line. I really was just kind of like, ah, where's my fiance? Like I want to get a beer and celebrate on the boardwalk with him. Like it really was just all about like that experience. And I was really like I, you know, I, I ended up remembering two minutes after I crossed the the finish line because I eventually did get my uh my, my time from the official results. And I was like, dang, like for two whole minutes, like I didn't even think of my watch. Like that's just a really big deal for me. I don't know if like <laughs> you can like understand what a, the gravity of that for me, but 
I really can feel my relationship with training changing um, as I'm like stepping away from like my ego and all this pressure to like perform. And it's been like a really weird journey and I'm, I'm definitely still on it. But like, I don't know. It just I, – I, that was progress for me for sure. Oh my gosh. That sounds so amazing. I, I really enjoyed listening to you talk about that. Because like – uh, I don't know if I told – so I literally have only ran one half marathon in my entire life. And I did it once and I was like, yeah, probably not going to do that again. But uh, when you're talking about like that experience, like that's really, really neat. Yeah. And like I feel like that's the whole point. Yeah. And I, I think when you get really obsessed with the numbers, right, um, coming from my, you know, eating disorder background, you know, I, I kind of was losing out on enjoying, like, all this, the silly signs the spectators had. And, like, you know, I, I literally cried on the starting line because I was just so happy to be, like, in Brooklyn, like, at this race again after it had gotten canceled for two years. And I think I would have felt those emotions, you know, no matter what my mindset was. But but it was kind of like I kept that, like, feeling with me the whole 13.1 miles. I was like, dang, like, I'm doing this with all of, like, my runner friends in my community and, like, we're sharing this, like, miserable <laughs> – this miserable hot morning together and it was it was really special so so yeah i'm proud of myself um what's new with you susan ooh good question so i mean i think the biggest thing is we officially moved for like okay i just have to say this but this is the 7th time that we have moved since we've lived together and we've lived together for like 9 years i think so, uh, so what I'm saying is we moved into a house in uh, Pennsylvania. So now we have a house uh, in Pennsylvania and a home in Wisconsin. Um, so I will still be going back and forth. We just have more space in Pennsylvania, and which is very, very nice. Um, but yeah, I this is the seventh time, and I just keep saying that. And I'm like, so when we are done with this, which will probably be in like the fall of 2023, I have informed my husband that for real this time, when we move back to Wisconsin, which we are hiring movers, by the way, <laughs> uh, I was like, don't even ask for like 20 years. <laughs> Literally not- 20 years. Yeah. I was like, we're not, we're not messing with this. Like we, so, and if like my family or friends are listening to this, they're probably dying because I said that when we were moving into our house that we built in Wisconsin, Uh like, and, but by the time we were already moving in, like we kind of knew about this Pennsylvania thing. So I knew there was going to be this whole back and forth thing going on. Uh, but I said to my husband, I was like, no, no, no. I like really mean it this time. I was like, don't even ask. Like, <laughs> we're, like right. I'm not going anywhere. I, uh, moving is very exhausting. I feel like we have kind of, and I hate to say this, but like, we've like weirdly gotten good at it because we've done it so much and it's like not something you want to be good at. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Yeah, like when we moved from Brooklyn to Philly last year, um, I just remember being like, I am so exhausted. I am so stressed out. I felt horrible and I had all this guilt about it, right? Because I was like, here I am like buying this beautiful house and like, you know, I should be celebrating this like huge life milestone. And instead I was just like literally crying nonstop, like 
like was a, such a hot mess for two months. And everyone kept telling me on like Instagram, they were like, did you know this is like one of the like most traumatic things you could do to your body? And I was like, I did not know that, but I can verify that that's true because I have felt like terrible. So the when I hear seven times in nine years, like my stomach like literally heaves. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> how are you doing this? I don't know. I don't know. It and it like and then it's I remember I, this was a while ago before one of our moves, I don't know, or in, in the midst of one of our moves, uh when I was like talking to my therapist and she was like, you know like the three biggest like stressors I don't know, three, but like one of them was like moving and then of course like infertility, which we're still like doing that as well. Like she was like, you're like literally doing like the hardest things. And I'm like, oh my God, why? (laughs) So much needless to say, we are happy to be in a larger space in Pennsylvania than we were previously. Uh, But yeah, I my body needs like less trauma from the moving situation for sure. Yeah. I feel like we should have a whole episode about like micro traumas and like just talking about how in our society we're so quick to be like, oh whatever, everyone moves, you know, and it's like, no, actually your body is like knows what's going on and it does not like it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because you know what is interesting is I think that we definitely downplay it and we're definitely like oh it's not that big of a deal and I like when we're talking about I was thinking about like how our dog reacted to this move like um when we like on Saturday morning when I like brought her here and it was like very obvious that we were like you know moving things and like she was very like she like was paying attention to it like at one point like I just like picked her up because I felt bad because she was like I could tell she was nervous and she was kind of like shaky and it's like yeah like we need to be more gentle with ourselves like just be like we're kind of like animals in the sense of like your nervous system is responding to that too like just be a little bit more gentle so if you are someone that's going to be moving just know that I understand. <laughs> yes. If you want to DM us like crying, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Please. Please. We please, will please. not judge you. Okay. So let's talk about what if you want to lose weight, but you're also like real interested in this whole food freedom thing that Susan and I have been, you know, spreading the word about. So Susan, like in your experience with your clients or your personal experience, like what do you think? Can we want to lose weight and then still like start an intuitive eating journey? Yeah, this is such a good question. And I just – yes, the, the short answer is yes. You can want to lose weight. And I think that we really forget that it's it's very – it's very normal to want to lose weight. And that's because of our culture. Our culture really, you know, promotes that your body needs to look a specific way and promotes dieting and promotes losing weight and promotes that as a way to, you know, be healthy. And it's normal that you want to lose weight. So I just want you to know And I think this is – as we dive deeper into this conversation, this is what we're getting at. But it's like 
I just want you to know that if you want to lose weight, like that's okay. Like we're not shaming you or making you feel guilty or bad for wanting to lose weight or in the same vein, like wanting to change the way your body looks. Like it's not your fault that you want those things. Right. I I would 100% agree. Like I I usually tell people like if we're chatting um whether through Instagram or on the phone about potentially working together and it's so common that women will say, well, you know, I am kind of hoping that once I stop binging and once I have a better relationship with food that I will lose weight or that like my body will change. And it's always like kind of this like I don't want to say awkward, but like I'm really big on being like super transparent. I'm like, listen, dude, that is normal. Like that is what every woman is hope like hoping in secret, like what will happen to them. But we also just need to be open to this idea that if that doesn't happen, like what are you getting? Like what is intuitive eating giving you or what is food freedom giving you besides, you know, instead of your body changing, right? And so kind of dwelling on all of those wins that we can get with food freedom and then kind of realizing if your body changes, like, okay, your body changed, but that's not really that focus. But yeah, it's totally normal to want to lose weight. Like I don't know if it's unfortunately, but it's just normal. Like that is the world we live in. Yeah. And I think like honestly, if you – if you didn't have those thoughts, like if you didn't want to lose weight or want it to like change your body in some way or have some sort of like thoughts and feelings around your body and how it looks in this type of environment where we're talking about having freedom with food, like it that's probably – that's not normal. Like most people have some sort of thoughts around it. And like Serena was saying, like – most people go into it with that like hope that like it is going to result in weight loss and that's okay. It's totally okay to feel like that. But I think it's also important to remember like like what are the other reasons why you are looking into an approach like food freedom and finding and like creating this peace with food? What are the other reasons? Because a lot of times I hear from women like, yes, they want to lose weight um, and they want to change their body and their body to look a specific weight. But on the same coin, they also want to be able to just enjoy going out to dinner without having to like count everything that they're eating or being able to order what they actually want off the menu Or they want to be able to just enjoy ice cream without feeling guilty about it. They want to be able to keep ice cream in the house without worrying about it. They want to be able to keep chips in the house without worrying about it. Like, so it's it's the body and the weight thing, but like there's also this other side of it that is like, what is this sense of freedom going to create for you within your life? Yeah, that's the gift is like reclaiming your life. And then what my job as your dietitian or Susan's job as your dietitian or whoever you decide to go on this journey with, like I don't care, it's their job to support you and help you realize like why trading in this desire for weight loss for reclaiming your life 
Like, why are you worthy of doing that, right? I think that's really like what this intuitive eating journey is about or food freedom journey is about is like saying, okay, like my whole life I've been told my one goal, I think especially for those of us socialized as women, is to be in the smallest body as possible and realizing that that goal is the reason you've been terrified if your partner brings ice cream home and you're like, cheese Louise, this is going to be bad. Or you're feeling like weak with hunger as you go out to eat because you've been saving up your calories all day and you can't even enjoy and make memories with your friends or family. And it's like, well, Susan, I believe that that should not be what life is about for you. Like your life is about so much more than that. Susan, do you remember when you started your intuitive eating journey, did you secretly hope you were going to lose weight? Do you remember? You know, that's a really good question. I, you know, I have to think about this. I, I don't, I think, okay, this is what I think. I don't know that I like had the thought of like, I wanted to like lose weight because as you guys have heard me talk before, my journey was very much so about like looking at like my body to look a specific way. Um, And so I think I was more so in the camp of like just like hoping my body didn't change Mm. or like still wanting it to look a specific way, you know? Like it took a long time to like work through that like this is – like I want my body – like I want to have a six-pack or toned arms. Like, ugh, (laughs) those are things that like I thought for years – But, like, I'm just going to be real with you. Those are, like, I would be lying if I didn't say, like, oh, those thoughts never crossed my mind anymore. Like, what what was your experience like? Yeah, I think that's – I think we should come back to that too. Like, those thoughts – still cross our mind. I think we should come back to that. Um, so yeah, I was super disordered when I found food freedom. So I go on this food freedom diet and I'm like, oh dang, like this is going to be a great way to lose weight. Like so, like so not, you know, doing it the way it's intended to be done. And it was interesting because I was struggling with binge eating. So when I did find food freedom, I actually, my body did change in a way that I was happy about. Um, and so obviously I had a lot of work to do on my body image, right? That that came later. Um, and then, you know, my I think I lost too much weight because my body then kind of gained some weight back because I think like all the calories I had been getting from binging, you know, it, it kind of – your body's smart, right? Like our body has a set point weight and I think I went below that set point weight because I wasn't getting those calories from my binges anymore. And I gained that weight back and then I freaked out and I was like, oh my God, I have to start counting macros again. And so I left this food freedom world and I started counting macros again and I all the binge eating came back and I was like, wait a second, wait a second, food freedom's not about losing weight. It's about not feeling all – because like counting the macros like brought back so many horrible things like obsessing over food, obsessing over my body, like exercising to earn calories, like, you know, the binge eating. And I was like, oh, like that was the gift food freedom gave me. It was the fact that like I felt normal. And then when I went back to food freedom, I was like, okay, now I now I get it. <laughs> but I had like kind of like a – I'm not proud of – not proud of the way I approached it at first, but I'm just being real with you. I actually really – I'm glad that you like shared that like piece of it where you kind of like 
you did it and then you're like, whoa, 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 this isn't doing what I had hoped that it was doing or it did, but then it didn't. And then kind of like went back to like what you were doing previously and then like came back around because I think that really demonstrates the ebb and flow of things and how any journey that you're on, so like a food freedom journey, is not a linear journey where you're just like there's a start and an end point and it's smooth sailing and there's no, you know, backslides. Like I always like I a lot of times my clients will tell me, and I totally feel this too, but like whenever they take, you know, they take one step forward, they feel like they take two steps back. And it's like, you know what? That's normal. That's totally, totally normal. And that's it, you're human. Like you're not perfect. And this journey is not about being perfect. It's not about never thinking about wanting to lose weight again. It's not about never thinking that you want your body to have a six pack and have hot girl summer, whatever. Like it's not about never thinking those things ever again. It's about understanding where those thoughts come from and knowing that even though you have those thoughts, you're still in a place where you are committed to taking care of your body in a way that works best for you. Yeah, I love that. And I think that kind of comes back to this point of like Susan and I are still young women living in, you know, this society, this this culture. And, you know, realizing that when we have these moments that maybe aren't perfectly aligned with like our food freedom beliefs and 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 you like if you're on this journey right and you're like i i made a mistake or i slipped i slipped up i slipped backwards you know those mistakes quote unquote it's really just feedback right like it was by going back to macro tracking that i really said holy moly this time when i go back to food freedom like I'm in it. Like, you know, I and 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 I have been in it. Like, and you know, right now I'm going through this really like weird period in my life because I've I've really made so much progress in making peace with my body. But, you know, I'm getting married in August. So I'm getting married in in two-ish months here. And I, I have to say, like, I do, I do feel really triggered by this experience where I'm like, you know, I'm not showing up to my bridal shower in like the smallest body that I know I could, you know, achieve if I went back to dieting. And like, same with my wedding dress. Like when I had my wedding dress fitting, like my my tailor kind of made a comment of like, you know, next time I see you, like you'll be in a small – like she just assumed I was dieting. And I was like, uh, no, like I'll be the same. Please make sure the dress fits me right now. <laughs> like, you know. And so, you know, it's – but but I'm not taking these thoughts. Like the fact that I'm having these thoughts, I'm not like, oh my God, like – Oh my God, I'm not an intuitive eating dietitian. Like, I'm a failure. I'm just noticing them. And I'm like, huh, huh, interesting. Okay, I'm feeling triggered. I'm feeling activated. Okay, like, how do I, how do I learn from these thoughts? And like, how do I talk back to them? Like, what would you, like, how do you handle those thoughts of like, you know, your arms or what have you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think, honestly, one of the biggest things is just like acknowledging them. That's the biggest thing. Acknowledging that it's there. Acknowledging that just because you think something, one, doesn't make it true. Doesn't mean that you believe it. And it also doesn't mean that you are going to act on it. And it's it's not necessarily you. Like it it most definitely is like so 
we can refer to it as, and if you're familiar with this type of language, hopefully this makes sense to you, but um, like your ego inside of your brain is the part that's like holding on to these thoughts that your body needs to look a specific way, that you need to lose weight. So like when you are letting go of these, like the ego doesn't like go quickly. Like it, you know, it stays there. And then it's still like, even when like it's died down and the voice isn't as loud as it used to be, like it still pops back up. But it's not you. It's like this voice that was ingrained that you learned from culture. It's not you. It's not like, it's not you at all. It's literally this voice that was ingrained because of culture. And you can, one, just acknowledging it and being like, okay, it's there. The other thing that I found super incredibly helpful is to give that voice a name. I tell my clients this all the time. Give that like... I'm just going to give that mean lady a voice, (laughs) like give her a name. And like, you know, when she's like talking back to you about like, you need to lose weight or you need to look a specific way, just be like, all right, hi, I see you there. Cool. But like, peace out. Like, you know, um, to me, like, that's like one of the more healthful things is separating it out from you, acknowledging it, and then like labeling it as giving it a name that's not you. Oh my God. I'm like pretty much like having a seizure, like nodding my head so hard at Susan, like 100%. So like, oh yes. So that, those beliefs of like, I'm not good enough on my wedding day unless I look a certain way or whatever, whatever these thoughts, these thoughts are, that's not, that does not align with my values, right? Like my values are, is I want to pursue health. I want to pursue happiness. I want to take care of myself. I want to make memories with my fiance in these weeks leading up to our wedding. And I can't do those things if I'm actively pursuing weight loss. So therefore, I know, like Susan just said, all these thoughts like that I'm having about like, you know, wedding looking a certain way, that's not Serena. Like that is not my my beliefs. That's somebody else's belief. Maybe it's Cosmo Magazine or Paleo Pete's or my mom's, right? Like, you know, wherever your that story came from, it's not you. And I love what you just said, giving the mean voice like a name. So I usually tell my clients like, Think of a person that when you hear their voice or you're talking to them, you just – as soon as they open their mouth, you're rolling your eyes. You're like, oh my God, like everything you say, like I do not agree with. Name the voice that – like whoever that is. Be like, you know, oh yeah, Aunt Aunt Gigi. Like, oh, every time Aunt Gigi talks, like I roll my eyes. Like I disagree with everything she says. Like that's who that voice is. It's Aunt Gigi and her like absolutely like absurd comments. You would never trust Aunt Gigi for anything she says to you. Like that's who that voice is. I love that advice, Susan. Yeah, I feel like giving it a name really, really helps to unidentify it as as your voice. You know, because like when you th- – like when we're thinking thoughts in your head, it's in your voice. You know, so like it's – you assume that it's you. And I mean, don't get me wrong, for for years, I thought all the thoughts that were in my head were me. And I thought everything that I thought was true. And I constantly was like freaking out. Like if I thought something, then I like thought it was going to be true. And like, this is just giving you a glimpse into, if you're not someone that suffers from anxiety, you might not understand this. But like, uh, I mean, I used to like have these thoughts in my head that like, 
Okay, like I would get so worried about my husband all the time that like if he didn't answer his phone, oh, then I would think like something terrible happened. And then I thought if I thought it, like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> like, and so my point in telling you this is like it's totally, totally normal to think that, you know, to identify your thoughts as your own and then think that it's all you and that of course it's true if you thought it but like that's that's not true it's not true at all like you are separate from your thoughts and they're not all true so powerful like i need that like tattooed on like my arm like all your thoughts are not true <laughs> yeah oh my god let's do it. i actually kind of want to get a tattoo a little bit but well, I'm not getting a tattoo. You can, you can get it twice, once for me and once for you. No, I don't think so. That sounds – no. <laughs> that sounds you wouldn't do that for me? I don't think so. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I might need a new podcast co-host. Um, yeah, I think this is powerful stuff. So essentially – you can want to lose weight and still start your intuitive eating journey. I do think something we should mention here, though, is that if you do decide to like dip your toes in the water and try food freedom, what's important, like the the thing that like your dietitian would expect for you is that you're you're willing to give up the actions that are leading to you trying to actively pursue weight loss. So what I mean by that is we're going to have – like Susan and I already gave you some great tips and like how we talk back to that that mean voice, that judgmental voice, that voice that wants to lose weight, right? There's lots of like talking about grief and acceptance and all this stuff on this journey to like, you know, accepting your body, however that looks. However – um, we can't start a food freedom journey and be like, and I'm not going to eat carbs because I'm afraid that they're going to make me gain weight, right? Because then we're not actually we're, we're not actually making peace with food, and your brain isn't going to become rewired and actually get all these like amazing you know positives that food freedom gives you, like peace of mind around food, confidence in your body, um, more energy, you know, optimizing performance. Um, helping to improve fertility, like all of these beautiful things that food freedom gives you. We can't give you those things if you're actively pursuing weight loss with food rules and restriction, right? Like, do you think that's kind of like a, a fair, a fair thing, a fair expectation to set? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, as you were talking about that, what I was thinking was like, you know, the thing is that like, it's absolutely possible to like go on this food freedom journey by yourself and to like find freedom with food by yourself. I mean, essentially, that's what I did. And uh, I'll let Serena speak to her experience. But I, I mean, obviously, we're dietitians, so we do have a little bit of background knowledge. Um, but the other thing is that like also like hiring someone to help you, like having a dietitian, like having someone that is supporting you on this journey, like that's going to help you. Like we want you to be open, right? Like we want you to be open and willing. Um, but having that person that's going to like guide you on the path and like coach you through it, like that is incredibly invaluable. Like having someone to be like, oh my gosh, is this normal? Or, you know, like to bounce that off of and then, you know, being willing to like try things. I mean, we're not like – the one thing I always remind people too is like on like the first call and it, we're not going to be like, okay, so go out and buy every single food that you've been restricting for the last 
however many years, get it in the house, start eating it, and just like eat until you can't stop eating anymore. Like that's not what this is. Like that's not how it works at all. Uh, I'm going to let Serena speak on that too. Yeah, no, I'm like laughing because I guess that – and yeah, that's an interesting question. Like what do people like that aren't dietitians, like what do they expect on call one? And like absolutely not. Like we're we're working, you know, to create safety around food, to create acceptance in your body, to make you feel comfortable and good in your body and, you know, scaring the bejesus out of you by making you like go stock up on every trigger food you've ever like thought of. Um <laughs> not is not the way to introduce you to intuitive eating. Maybe we could even have a whole episode about like what like your first, you know, your first call or like first steps into intuitive eating look like. Like maybe that would be a good conversation for us to have um during an episode. But but absolutely. Yeah, absolutely cuz I think a lot of times from an outsider's perspective, like you're seeing like where you are now. So maybe you're dieting, you're binge eating or you're restricting in some way, you're doing clean eating and you're feeling guilty around certain foods. And then you see what we're talking about, which is like the end result, which is having this relationship with food where you are able to eat whatever you want and do that without guilt and feel, you know, good that you're taking care of your body. And then like, there's like this whole in-between section that you're really not seeing. And so I think a lot of times it can be confusing because it's like, okay, so like, like when you're taking that first step and you're getting on that first call. Is that what we're saying? Like we're literally just being like, go out and buy the grocery store and then come home and just eat until you can't eat anymore. And that's that's not that's not what it is at all. And I really like the word that Serena used, which is safety. Like we're going to make sure that you feel safe and that you feel comfortable because if you don't feel safe, Like that's not a good environment to start, you know, experimenting with food and like breaking some of these rules that maybe you've had for years. Powerful stuff. It's really powerful stuff. And obviously we're biased, but it changed my whole life. So, so it's real. It's really amazing. Um, Yeah, guys. So I hope you're walking away from this realizing that just because you want to lose weight doesn't mean that you can't dip your toes into this food freedom journey. Um, I really think that having a support system in place is such a beautiful way to pursue intuitive eating, especially if you are kind of struggling with this idea of your of your body changing, just because having that voice of reason and that voice of experience can really just help you to, to create that that safety and capacity to to be on this journey. Um, but but yeah, food freedom is it, it, it's worth it's worth a scary ride because it really just like brings so much like peace and love and light into your life, as silly as that may sound. So thanks for joining us. And we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you for joining us. If you are a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to simplejoyfulnutrition.com to grab your free guide to get started boosting your egg quality.